We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another episode of Bangerangs and Daggers. I'm your host, out here in D.C., this is Kevin Knight, and with me as always is part of the three-man weave, Nate McHugh. Nate, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'd be, uh, I'd be lying if, you know, I wasn't a little happy. Uh, because, and I've, you know, kind of complained on this podcast before, it's been kind of a rough season for my high school basketball team that I coach, help coach, and we are currently on a four-game winning streak, and I have no complaints at all. We we are currently five and ten, but in the state of Nebraska, you get power points, and um, they that's how they see like districts in the state tournament and you know some conference uh, conference uh, tournaments. And we are above teams with ten wins, nine wins, eight wins, and seven wins. With even though we're five and ten, because our record has been so difficult, and so I'm pretty happy about that. And right now my dogs kind of go nuts, so if you can, I apologize if you hear her running around. But yeah, that's how I'm doing. How about you, Kevin? I'm doing good. My commute's actually been pretty nice this week, so that's uh, that. Thank the Lord for small favors like that. Well, you know, let's get moving. We'll get moving right away. I uh, wanted to say something about Kobe because everyone else does. Um, I, uh, unlike or maybe a, I would say a different perspective, but I was not. I am not a Kobe fan. Was not a Kobe fan. I have a ah, just my stupid dog. Sorry. Um, she's a lovely dog. She's not stupid. She's just trying to give. She wants attention. Anyways, uh, kind of like Jordan, I was anti-dynasty. And so every whoever Jordan the Bulls were playing against, I was pulling for. And then the same happened with the Spurs. And then came the Lakers, you know, with Kobe and Shaq. And so I was always pulling against the Lakers. And so when you're doing that, you're, like, really, like, trying to find the negatives and the players – and I did that with Shaq, and he was just a dominant force. And you know, and then there's Kobe. Then I, you know, you see the the arguments or the uh, the bad whatever you want to call it between Shaq and Kobe. They, I loved it, and I'm like, oh, just break this thing up, please. And they broke up, and then Kobe you know, gets Paul Paul Gasol in with Ron Artest, and they I think he wants two more. And I just oh, it drove me nuts. And then, you know, and, you know, and then, then we get the news on Sunday that he dies in the helicopter tr- crash. And it, re- and it really just kind of kicks you in the, su- you know, whatever. Because, you know, I kind of realized it's like, oh, man, I mean, it was just a waste of time. Of like, you know, not appreciating him. And it's too bad it took me to that point because all of a sudden, you know, and I know this is how it goes for everybody who has passed away. All of a sudden we think about the great things he did or she did 
And right now we're hearing about all, all these great stories from people, how Kobe affected them about things he did. Like he would go out. Uh, there's a kid whose name was Kobe and was dying and Kobe, you know, essentially get, heard about it and he would, he showed up and he played basketball with the kid. Um, and then before he left, he told the person how he found out, um, for, you know, who, the, what, the person who kind of, you know, kind of, I actually t- told the Phoenix Suns about it, and that's how he heard about it. And he said, "Hey, you know, what does this kid need? You know, if it's a financial thing, I'll take care of it." And she's like, "No, it's not a financial thing." And, you know, the kid ended up passing away, but you know, you don't. And but he would not allow a PR person to follow him. He didn't want anyone to know about any of those things. And so it's like. I just, you kind of wish that it wasn't until now that you hear about those stories. But, you know, I guess if I have one regret after this, this weekend is that I was now allowed, not allowed to appreciate the greatness that Kobe was. And, and I've actually said that about people who are anti LeBron. I said, guys, you're, you're, because it's mostly my guy friends, you're missing out. You're going to end up, you know, you're missing out on appreciating what you're watching and how good he is. And everything he does, because you're so pro Jordan or whatever, and you know I'm anti Jordan, like I've said, and so that's the one thing I kind of took away, and it's sad and all those things, but uh, um, still, you know, I'm glad he lost in 2004 to the Detroit Pistons. That's one of my favorite series, and uh, yeah, so that is, you know, that's all I wanted to say about Kobe. So unless Kevin's got anything to say. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I, basketball. I mean you, you took the words right out of my mouth on that 2004 um, NBA finals, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just reiterate the, the expression of, um, you know, it, it's a tragedy and uh, there's always so much more life for everybody to have. Um, you know, I, I, I'll say on a personal note, it, it's a little bit um, unique on, on my end, my uh, freshman year of college sweet mate um about almost a year ago now passed away in kenya in a helicopter crash he was there on vacation and left behind his wife and a uh, young toddler um so yeah i mean you just it it's tough there's there's always so much more life that everybody should have left and uh you know it, it's something to cherish and this tragedy unfortunately is yet another reminder in that so um, certainly had an effect on uh, the players in uh, Nebraska, Big Ten, college, NBA, et cetera. Maybe we'll uh, come back to that a little bit for Nebraska, Michigan. But uh, before the tragedy, um, there was a game out in Piscataway, the farthest west school headed out to the farthest east school, and some basketball was played at the rack. The so, rack. What a name. Yep. The, yep, the Rutgers Athletic Center. It it looks like a like nineteen fifties reinforced aircraft hangar or something at on the outside. It's truly an ugly building, but um the lively atmosphere. I mean those old ones, uh they they have some noise, that's for sure. Well, you know you know you know, we can dig into how you know some of the the stats and all that, but I think we have to give credit to where it's due. And you, 
other teams, you could have expected Nebraska to just lay an egg because they got the crap beat out of them in Lincoln against Rutgers. And, and like I, I was at that game and I, and I thought, man, Rutgers is good. And now they're ranked, you know, or at least at the time, they're ranked 24th in the country, which would put them at, you know, with six or seven seed, particularly, you know, an NCAA tournament, maybe, you know. And so they're a really good team. And as we're going to go forward, it's like Nebraska, they're still playing. You know, some teams would give up and they're still playing with, you know, with these Big Ten schools. They're not beating them, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, they're right there at the end. And I, this is just a dagger offensive rebound. Second shots always beat you. And especially at the end of the game. And this did. And in this case, usually the second, or in most cases, the second shots, the offensive rebound, and then they lay it up. But this was a offensive rebound. They throw it around the, you know, they, they throw it around the, uh, the arc and then, uh, they hit a three. And it's just kind of like, well, that sucks. It's too bad. And uh, I was listening on, to, on the radio, and uh, Ken Pavelka had a, a great line before, because I think there was a second left in the game, and KP said, uh, um, "A miracle might not even be enough." And I'm like, "That's a great line." You know, that's why we de- we dedicate our podcast to, to Ken Pavelka because that's, you know, I'm sure that just he brought it up out of nowhere, but yeah, a miracle. Won't and probably won't be enough, and it, obviously we didn't get even a miracle. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, Kevin, what do you think about the game? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it it is interesting that the win against us did only um, combine with the loss that Rutgers had last week. They're now in twenty fifth uh, place in the AP poll, so it only dropped them one place thanks to the the win over Nebraska even it was three points. So that, that was interesting. Um, but uh, that sort of, I, I don't know, half shade, I guess, unintentionally. Uh, I think about how I just worded that aside. I mean, you can't go into Rutgers or have Rutgers come and visit and not try and compete with them on rebounding and expect good things to happen. And that's what happened. Although, um, having said that, I mean, it was pretty impressive for as much as it was a dagger against them, how competitive, at least in the numbers, they were able to do against Rutgers. 29 to 32 defensively, uh, Rutgers had the advantage, and 10 to 6, Rutgers had the advantage. But I mean, close, close on both numbers, not close enough, not there when you clutch need it, but. I mean, I even before we knew Rutgers was going to be good going into the uh, conference season, I would not have predicted that they would have been this competitive at Rutgers in terms of sheer rebounding number comparison, at least. So, you know, I mean, they got that going for them, at least. And uh, 39.3% from three-point range, 11 for 28. That's, that's not too shabby. Um, I wish that offense would have, you know, traveled back home as weird as that is to say uh for Tuesday night's game uh but we'll get to that um you know I mean 39.3 percent is pretty damn good from three-point range uh although it comes down quite a bit um in a sense of overall 
uh, shooting from the floor was only 42%. So, I mean, uh, what is it? We're getting blocked too much down low because we're too short. I mean, uh, Johnson for Rutgers had five blocks. <laughs> he, he's a big guy. I mean, yeah. if, if it's, I don't remember name even. Yeah. Miles Johnson. Yeah. They, yeah. He's six ten. <laughs> I think he, I, he might've had five blocks against us in Lincoln. Hey, he, and he's impressive. He's one of the reasons why, cause he's so, they're so big and their guard play is okay. But I think their size is why they're going to be a tough out in the, you know, in, in the uh, NCAA tournament. But yeah, five blocks. I mean, poof. you know, at some point it's, and, you know, you, I know you want to challenge a guy in the middle because particularly if you could get him in foul trouble, but if he's, if he's good at, you know, going straight up in the cylinder and, or the verticality and staying out of foul trouble, then at some point when you continue to challenge him, that's a turnover because, I mean, it, if they got the, you know, the, essentially the rebound after the block, that's five more turnovers, but that's not how it's going to show up in the stats. Because it's just a missed shot, but you know, you know, hey, you just it's 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 your damned if you do, damned if you don't, as far as attacking the paint, and he and he got at least five of them. That doesn't even include shots that he changed, you know, misdirected or whatever. So, you know, it's tough, and we knew that coming into the season that you know, size was not on our side. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pull a uh, slim shady here and ask: Can a real Big Ten center please commit and come to Nebraska? There you go. I was, I was hoping you're gonna say, "Please stand up," and I'm like, "Wait, Miles Johnson." But uh, you know, well, no, no. I mean, for the Huskers. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, other teams in the Big Ten have a Big Ten center, but unfortunately, uh, Coach Hoiberg does not seem to like recruiting anybody higher than six uh, eight. Taller than six eight. Although uh, we had one guy, was it commit? That's six nine. I should know this being a basketball writer for the site, but um, yeah, there was somebody who was like six nine who I want to say committed. Um, so we got that going for us. We have a six nine guy. Only you know two more inches, and and we're golden. We're in Purdue territory then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know Yvonne's only. Uh, he's only 17. He could grow another three or four inches. You never That's know. true. Some, yeah, I mean, some guys do have their growth spurt in college, so it could happen. There, there's everybody. A, uh, everybody, send him your Wheaties as long as that doesn't violate NCAA rules and and get him an extra two or three inches in height. You know, whatever it takes. You know, what are they going to do? Take away our NCAA win? Oh wait, we don't have any. <laughs> yep. Although the next opponent on our uh, to cover list does know a thing or two about having games and banners revoked. Hey, you know what? I, coach, I feel like I should just let you have this by yourself because you know we, you know, and you showed us some of the hate mail you get you, that you've received. Um, oh, that from, one was hilarious. Yeah, uh, you know, because you're kind of hard on Michigan, and uh, you know it's. So uh, go ahead. You know what about the game, the, the Michigan game? What are your thoughts, or or um, or, or, or or just Michigan? Yeah, well, it's, so yeah, we'll, we'll 
call it uh, a hat on Rutgers and uh, we'll, we'll pause for a second and come back with Michigan and I'll, I'll lead off oh. with the score and then, then the game. All right. Welcome back for our why I hate Michigan segment. First off, <laughs> losing to Michigan sucks. It is the worst possible thing. And the Huskers had to go and do it. 79 to 68. Why is it? Why is it that our Cornhuskers can't beat Michigan? They have one win against them all time as a conference foe. That is the worst record in terms of sheer number of wins against an opponent in the conference of every Big Ten team. Why why do the Cornhuskers hate me so much? You know, uh, would we have like three against Michigan State? Is that right? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't know. I only remember the wins. Oh, and right. uh, Very good. there's quite a few of those. So um, <laughs> more, more wins actually over Nebraska than Michigan has, I believe. Um, but that's because uh, Nebraska hasn't played Michigan as much. Um, but yeah, no, you, uh, you mentioned this before. Um, let, me, let me demonstrate why I hate Michigan so much by reading uh, this email from somebody who didn't realize I, I'm a Michigan State Nebraska person um, and later followed up, and I, I won't bother with that one, but this is, this is funny. The, the venom and sheer arrogance uh, demonstrated here is why I hate this institution so much. Really is a subject with a question mark? I know everyone is jealous of Michigan, but this is ridiculous. Nebraska, unlike other big schools, is an afterthought, especially academically. Sports, nothing there either. Should have stayed in Big 12 or whatever they were in. I, I'm sorry, ma'am. You played against Nebraska when they were in the Big 12, literally the decade prior to them joining, like 2005 at Alamo Bowl, I want to say. Yeah, we won. And the way that she, yeah, and I mean, the way that she, you know, yeah. Clearly old enough to know that, like was clearly in college or an adult when they played it against each other in the Alamo Bowl and should remember the fact that they were in the Big 12 because that bowl game was a Big 12 tie-in. Like, yes, they were in the Big 12. How do you not even know that? How do you even find this blog and read this if you don't know enough about sports and have enough interest in sports to know that in the first place? And if you're not doing that, it's just because you're sheer arrogance of I'm Michigan and I'm so much better. Like I, I can't with these people. I, I just can't. And the, the follow-up email was when she realized that I'm an MSU Nebraska person. And so it was all, Oh, you're just jealous of us. Michigan will always be Michigan is how she ended it. It's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm not, I'm not jealous of you. You know why I'm not jealous of you? Because two national titles are greater than one. Because 15 conference titles are greater than your nine since we joined the Big Ten. I'm not counting ones prior to that because we weren't in a conference and it's not comparable. We have 15 to your nine. Why would I be jealous of nine when there are 15? We have six conference tournament titles. You have two. And no, I will not give you the one that you had to vacate because your program cheated for about a decade. What, what am I jealous about there? 
oh, I'm jealous because you went to Michigan, as did most of your family. Most of my family went to Michigan State and wanted to go to Michigan State. I didn't want to go to Michigan. I would have gotten into Michigan if I wanted to apply. I went to a liberal arts school that I wanted to go to and applied to and got into. And I'm very happy with my choice. I got a great education there. I would not have gotten a great education with what I wanted out of my college career had I gone to Michigan. And it's not even a great program with what I would have gone there for. So please take your arrogance and go back to your commie town in Ann Arbor and sulk over the fact that you had to go to Lincoln and beat a down squad to snap your four game losing streak. Congrats on your win over North Carolina. How is that going for you? Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of other schools that cheat. Anyway. Okay. That, that's off my chest for now. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. More. Do you have any more you'd like to say? I like it. Uh, Feel the nah, hate. I'm, I'm, I'm good for now. Um, there's another game coming up in about two weeks that hopefully will provide a lot of personal snark and I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see on that one. So I, I don't want to be too harsh before we, we wrap this up. But uh, in, in terms of the season, um, although who knows, maybe there's always a chance of another three-peat because which school is it that has beat the other three times in one season? I'll give you a hint. It's not Michigan. Michigan's never done that. But I'm jealous of Michigan because, you know, I'm little brother. You know, uh, the comment about uh, academics, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's like the uh, – let's say that we beat them, Nebraska would have beat Michigan. It's, oh, well, you guys are in a great academic school. I'm like, okay, um, whatever, but we beat you in basketball, and that's what we're talking about. That's what I'm writing about. You know, I we weren't debating on who's the best academic school, so I'm not entirely sure why the academic part is even relevant. It kind of reminds me, and, I, and I'm a little you know, sore subject about this, but when, you know, when I played in high school, we lost in the state semifinals to a team that we play every year. And someone came up to me after the game, and we lost in basketball. He came up to me after the game and said, you know, my dad told me, you know, just to make you feel better, you know, that we, if we would have played them in football, we probably would have won 10 out of 10 times. And I'm like, that's completely irrelevant. What do you mean? We lost to them in basketball. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, you know, oh, you you beat us in basketball. Well, guess what? Our rowing team is superb to yours. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's just, yeah, I, it's, I, it's like a, it's like a Tennessee uh, Vols fan on Twitter. Well, you know, we're in the SEC, so we're better than you. You just got the shit kicked out of you by Bama. How does that make you better than us? Well, we're in the SEC, so we're better. We, you know, we have Bama, although now obviously it would be, well, we have LSU. Okay. Well, that's great. How does that make your program not a laughing stock for the last 10 to 20 or so years? Yeah. Well, so. because we're in the SEC. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. You, you know what? Uh, you, you have fun with that. Uh, whatever makes you sleep better at night, you enjoy that. But yeah, I mean, it's just that type of, Smug, insufferable superiority is what I grew up with, with people who either went to Michigan and were Michigan fans. 
is we're purely better than you in every single way in our life. It doesn't matter about any other aspect of our life that is or is not better in reality. We're just better than you because we're Michigan, period, in every way. We, our degree is from Michigan, so therefore everything about us is better. It doesn't matter that you're an incredibly shitty person. We're just better because we have a Michigan degree. Is that like, the first time someone has swore on this podcast? I that's okay. I I think I yes. dropped a few swear words before. Uh, sorry to our audience if there's anybody. I'll I'll, I'll cut that out moving you, forward. But you'll lose uh, you'll lose your clean rating yeah. on this episode, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, e- even if they have the most garbage personality out there, and are just a truly awful person that you don't want to talk to at a party because they're just so smug and obnoxious and annoying and know-it-all in every way. They're better than you because they went to Michigan and have their degree from Michigan. But, well, you know, I, I didn't go to Michigan, so that's all right. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, cold shooting, exactly what we needed to not happen, happened in this one, especially down the stretch. It was, I mean, having said that, 42.9% from three-point range. 43%, essentially. Nine of 21. I mean, it's not, that's not terrible, but unfortunately, they just missed shots right when it needed to happen for having them fall. Cam Mack, though, absolutely heroic effort. Five of seven from three-point range, 19 points overall. Came up one assist shy of a double-double. Had he gotten that, he then would have been three rebounds shy of yet another triple-double. But, alas, it was not to be. Uh, Cheatham was second on the team with 17 points. Um, Kind of a bright spot down low as he was the only person who went seven of 11. Um, although if you take out the three pointer that he missed, he was seven of 10. So 70% from, uh, you know, the floor two point range. Um, uh, that would have been nice, but I mean, 14 turnovers, uh, let's see, they got blocked six times and, of those turnovers, Michigan had nine steals. So not, not exactly a clean game and rebounding just a complete 180 against what they managed against Rutgers. It was 27 for the Huskers overall and 41 for Michigan, which is just not great. Especially when you take into account the fact that Isaiah livers was out as he had, um, I, I guess apparently it was a leg injury from his landing, not, that he re-aggravated his groin injury in the uh, Illinois game on Saturday. It was that he had some type of muscle bruise that was uh, causing soreness. Um, so anyway, the livers was out their second leading scorer and probably their best player and uh, their second class point guard to a certain other uh, point guard in the same state for a big 10 school. Uh, Xavier Simpson was also out because he was suspended for one game. Um, and he is in the absence of livers, their second leading scorer behind John Teske and, uh, third overall, if livers were playing. So, you know, even without those two still down the stretch, Huskers go cold and we lose to the evil mutant rodents 79 to 68. Uh, can I ask a question to Kevin? 
Uh-huh. Does your hatred of Wolverines extend all the way to perhaps the most famous X-Man in Wolverine? Um, yeah, honestly, I've never really been a big X-Men guy, but like, uh, just offhand, like, yeah, I, I don't really like him, um, especially because he's yellow in his, uh, uniform or, you know, costume, whatever, I, I guess I'm, the word is escaping me for what it, what it is, but, um, I mean, he, he also yeah. brands some brown at one time in the eighties and just throwing that out there. Okay. So I, eighties. 80s X-Men Wolverine, good. Yellow wearing any other era X-Men Wolverine, bad. All right, I'm glad we cleared that up. Carry on, guys. Well, you know, what ended up losing the game is when you miss 11 to 12 shots, and, you know, you know, and you get over a nine-minute stretch, and you go, and you don't score for at least four of them. I mean, that's, that's how you lose. And yeah. so... Uh, you know, it's 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 almost like you know because the 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 scoreless stretches was the Tim Miles thing, right? And, you know, because he's Tim Miles is known as kind of being a defensive coach, and then you get Hoiberg in, and you, and you kind of hope that the stretches just you know go away essentially. Uh, but you know, maybe it's just here to stay. Maybe that's a Nebraska thing: eleven or twelve shots. Uh, so you know, whatever. Hey, at least they were in it. They were in it, you know. Uh, but I think that's six. That's losing six straight. I think for Nebraska, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, they had just had their fifth straight loss. This one made it six, and it would have been Michigan's fifth straight loss had we won. Instead, Michigan was the one that got to snap their losing streak. Yeah, really sad to see that happen. Really sad. Super sad. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, well, you know, the fun part of that is uh, what would have surely been a um, nail in the coffin for their remote chances of an NCAA tournament bid uh, did not happen after all. Uh, they are still with this one third to last in the Big Ten. So hats off to you, Michigan. By winning in Lincoln, you avoided being in Second to last place. Instead, you're only in third to last. Be proud of yourselves. I know you are. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so Saturday we play Penn State. Uh, Penn State is currently number 24. Uh, they are, as we speak and record this podcast, currently up 11 points right now on Indiana with 7.40 to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was wrong. In, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I wasn't wrong in Penn State. I said Penn State could be a good team, but I've heard that so many times. I want them to demonstrate it on the court before I actually say that about them because we've all been burned too many times saying a Pac Chambers coach Penn State team is going to make the jump and be a great team. This one is. Congratulations, Penn State. I was sort of wrong in that. Yes, I shouldn't have said I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt this time. You're you're doing well. You guys, I don't think, are even on the bubble at this point. And I don't really have very high hopes for the Huskers in this one. 
just get just gotta win a game. You know, Hanif Cheatham said, you know, we just gotta play as hard as we can. You know, this is after the game, after the loss in Michigan. And you know, just get a little good juice going one direction. You know, because right now they're, they're, you know, when you lose six in a row, but that they've been competitive in every single game. You know, maybe you know, and they probably should have beat Wisconsin, but when Wisconsin sets the school record for three pointers made, you just kind of tip your hat. And so, you know, Penn State's an opportunity. That's all you can do and just make the best of your opportunity. And then if it doesn't happen, then guess what? Then your next opportunity is Iowa. And, yep. you know, but, and we uh, that was our last win. So yeah, the advantage will be it will be a home game against Penn State on Saturday. So, you know, that definitely helps. Um, and the next game up after that will be at Iowa and then at Maryland. I'll, I'll actually be at that one. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, I mean, there's, there's not really any game that I think the Huskers will be favored in to win from here on out. But I think hands down, there's a win coming somewhere. It's just going to be a upset that, you can't really predict because that's how the big 10 is this year of you just can't really guess what's going to happen any given night. Yep. So there's a win happening somewhere. So you might as well tune in and watch. Cause if you don't, you're going to miss it and you're going to regret that you missed it. Cause it's going to be a fun one. It looks like the next six games, uh, five, um, as of right now, five of them are ranked. So, uh, and, and uh, the one that isn't ranked is Wisconsin. And uh, maybe you could get that one because the chances of them hitting 18 three-pointers, you know, probably is a little lower than it was. And plus the dirtiest player in the NCAA, you know, maybe he'll be suspended by that point. Uh, is it Brad Davison? Is that, was, is that his name? This is true. Although I, I'm going to give you a shout-out, Nate, um, that there was a – a video um, I shared it in the Slack channel of uh, criticizing Davison for how dirty he was, and it included a link to um, his game against North Carolina State. I forget if it was this season or last season. I, I don't remember which season it was. I didn't really pay that close of attention to the date of the article, but he drew five charges in them. And I will admit all five were valid calls of being a charge because a lot of them were North Carolina state made a clear play where they put their shoulder down. They used their elbow to clear out and didn't allow the defensive player to make a valid basketball play. So to speak, as you brought up, um, having mm-hmm. said that there are plenty of charges that he gets called in his favor that should not be them. But these five that he was being criticized of surely he couldn't draw five charges in a single game that that can't happen no they were they were legitimate but what you can't do is you can't punch or uh supposedly possibly grab based on the uh iowa player one of the mccaffrey's uh sons um or brothers depending on how you want to look at that since they are the son of the head coach uh did say that there was some some grasping going on but uh yeah brad davison um against iowa potentially punched or grabbed uh, the McCaffrey brother in the groin area and is now suspended because the big 10 finally said enough is enough with you being a dirty player. And there's a trend of dirty play here and you're gone for a game. Um, 
Now, having said that, uh, they also had one of their other key players also announced tonight that he's transferring. So, boy, Badgers, uh, that's a real punch to the groin for your roster there, isn't it? Oh, very good. Very good. And they have the currently in first place by themselves team uh, coming to town on Saturday. So great timing for that. Great timing. You know, the video of the McCaffrey uh, kid getting punched, he got on that screen, he got so narrow. Like, he, it's like he knew it was coming. You know, like, and a couple other ones, I think, you know, words getting around. Oh, by the way, when you set screens in this guy, he's going to. He's going to bring in a little extra. And you see, usually when you set a screen, at least it's like, you know, shoulder width wide, you know, wide, or maybe a little bit wider. This guy had, he did everything he could to protect himself, but it wasn't enough. And I think he oh, might yeah. got, yeah, and he might got called for the foul on that one. He's like, what? No, no. Uh, not Brad Davison got called for a technical for it because the ref oh, did good. see him do it. Um, and McCaffrey said after the game that there was some, grasping action going on with the punch um, or supposed strike to, to that area. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not even a, a um, well-kept secret. It's widely known in the big 10 among all the teams that when you play Brad Davison, he plays dirty. Everybody knows it. he's the Grayson Allen of the big 10. In fact, he's worse than Grayson Allen. Let's face it. Grayson Allen didn't have a, a reputation for punching players in the groin. This is the second or third time, I guess apparently there was also an incident with Minnesota that I hadn't heard of. Um, I'm not sure which season, but that was mentioned by Wisconsin fans, actually, that that happened. And it was last season against Marquette that he did this um, when when they played the Golden Eagles. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's a dirty player, and this is long past due that he got suspended. And who knows? He has a track record of doing things like this. Maybe he'll get suspended again for the Nebraska game. And uh, Kobe King is the other player for them um, that is announced that he's transferring tonight. So, well, you yep. got anything else? I think that's all I got. No, nope. uh, that's that's all I've got as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, please, uh, as always, uh, follow us on your favorite podcast app or uh, you know store. Um, you'll get of Bangarangs and Daggers, which is of course the best podcast out there for. Uh, Nebraska and Nebraska ball news. Um, you also have ones like um, Five Heart Podcast and John's Post Life Crisis, produced by Coordination. Those are all uh, great as well. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter, Bangs and Dags. Uh, Nate, myself, and Patrick as well. And uh, yeah, you stay classy, Lincoln. Have a good day. Have a good night, and have a better morning. All right, bye.